God, I'm still counting my blessings. everybody. Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live. We are so blessed to have you journeying with us in these grace-filled weeks we are calling the Song 2 series, featuring the incredible, awesome, wonderful presentations of the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal with worship from renowned recording artist, Seth Schleter. I can say that. I'm his mom. Tonight, our third week is the continuation of our Ignite event. If you are wanting to hear all of these great episodes on demand, go to IgniteRadioLive.com. And we're inviting you to be more than just spectators or sitting and enjoying just listening, but to embrace this grace being offered more fully alive in marriages and families through what we are calling the seven-week challenge. What's that? We are asking you, challenging you, inviting you to bring your family together once a week for a meaningful time of talking and praying using the Livet Gathering Guide. We know it'll be a challenge. We know there may be pushback from your spouse, from your children, from yourself, but we encourage you to just do it. Go to massimpact.us forward slash seven week challenge. That's massimpact.us forward slash the number seven week challenge. It's not too late. And I promise you, the Lord will meet you there. It'll be the best advent flowing into Christmas ever. And finally, we ask you to please partner with us. Our full-time mission is to unite families in building the kingdom. Go to massimpact.us and click the partner button. Thank you so much. God bless you. And now, on with the program. Praise you, Jesus. We bless you. We glorify you tonight. You are worthy. You are holy. And we thank you for being with us so close not far, but with us. Praise the Lamb. It's so good to be with you guys tonight. I am Brother Damien. I'm a Franciscan friar of the Renewal, like the others who are here, Father Malachi, Father John Anthony, Father Stephen. I'm the token lay brother that they took along for the ride. And uh, I'm really grateful to be here. I'm from Minnesota originally, and uh, I have a few buddies over in Michigan. I have a few friends here in the uh, in the Ohio. So it's good to be back in Ohio. My sister went to Steubenville. Any of you here, Steubenville? Yeah. All right. Praise uh, praise God. She was in the nursing program. She's now a bona fide mother, living on her vocation, on the wild edge of faith, like just. I, I could tell you stories, but I'm not going to go into it. But anyway, they have uh, uh, five beautiful children, her and her husband, Jonah, and they're living on a beautiful Providence journey. But a lot of it came through their faith that they received from Franciscan University. So anyway, just a little plug. Figured I'd give it a little shout out there. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about healing. Healing because, well, we all kind of need it. And we don't enter into heaven without being healed. We need healing because we were made for fullness. We were made to be fully alive. Our bodies, our minds, our hearts get broken. And that is why we need a savior. 
And that's why Jesus came. Jesus came to heal us, to bring us back into relationship with the Father, and to restore us to our dignity. It's a big deal. Just, uh, we come from the South Bronx, uh, Father John Anthony and myself, last year, we were at a healing service, for lack of a better word, uh, at one of our parishes, just like five minutes up the road from where we are in the South Bronx. And where we are is boogie down Bronx. It is proper, you know, melting pot of Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Africans, African-Americans, you name it. It's just everybody's there together trying to get along and, so, and failing a lot of the time. We are very impatient people. I don't know, have any of you been to New York? It, it's, yeah, it's, we got places to go and there's way too many people in your way to get there. And so it's, it, it, you know, we get impatient, you know, it's a, it's a place where you grow and you either have to grow in patience and become a saint or you just got to move out and become a saint somewhere else. <laughs> so thank God, God knows what y'all can handle and you live here. So the thing is, we go to this healing event and it is the melting pot. It is the collection of all the people that make up the South Bronx. You have your very holy, uh, like Hispanic grandmoms and you have your Hispanic dads. And to be honest, everybody was just, you know, being very colorful and just their expression. I don't know if any of you have experienced Hispanic culture, but it's just very alive. It's very uh, expressive. So you go to a healing event like this, it's gonna be quite interesting. And then you mix in some uh, African-Americans and Africans from you know, the main continent of Africa. And they're here all for one reason. And it's the same reason you are here tonight. And this is why the story is important. They're here because he's a healer. You didn't come here to be lame or to have a lame experience. That's something I like to say sometimes whenever I go somewhere. And sometimes I have a bad mood on the journey. And Father Malachi knows sometimes when I've journeyed into ministry, whatever happens, I get like blues beforehand. And you have to just remind yourself, it's like, this is not going to be lame. <laughs> whatever you guys had to get through to get here tonight, thank God for the struggle if there was a struggle. Because tonight isn't going to be lame. <laughs> Let's just make a declarative statement. In the name of Jesus, repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, In the name of Jesus I, declare I declare that you have a promise for me. And you do not have lame promises, but full of hope and a future for my good. Amen. All right. Praise God. That's like planting a flag in the ground of faith in your heart. You know, you, you want to plant a staff saying, I'm here to receive something, and I am determined, and I'm confident that God will deliver on that promise. So this healing event happens, and we see healings in spades. It's, it's amazing. Like we had a kid who had a blown out shoulder uh, from baseball, fully restored, fully healed. He could move full range of motion again. 
we had people coming who had blindness in one eye, completely healed. They could see with both eyes. Uh, not to mention numerous others. One I will mention near the end of the talk, but what I loved about it is that they enthroned God, they enthroned Jesus on praise. And it was messy. It was a lot of people just swarming around the blessed sacrament. Like, as close as I am to Jesus, that's where they were. And the objective was, let us raise him up in praise. Let's enthrone our king, Jesus, Lord of lords, king of kings, king of the universe. Let's enthrone him on praise for 30 minutes. We're just going to raise him up for 30 minutes and just make a fuss over him. And that's what they did. And it was amazing. It was powerful. And they were just singing this song, Yeshua. It's like, it just resounded in all the languages. Yeshua. All right. And then add like three different kinds of harmonies uh, times 300. You know, like that's like how many people were there. And it was mighty. And heaven and earth collided. Heaven and earth we're in the same space. The angels and the saints occupy this space. We are with the angels and the saints, adoring his majesty and raising him up on praise. What we were doing wasn't just cute just a little bit ago. What we were doing was not a, just a nice song, as Seth so well put. He isn't just here to play sweet songs about Jesus. We're singing songs to Jesus. And we're going to sing again later. And when we sing, raise him up as, his, as a king of your life. And you will see a miracle. You'll see miracles. But you'll see the miracle that you came for. This will not be a waste of your time. I want to declare to you guys the good news. This is the gospel, and I just want to declare it out to you guys. And this is what Jesus said at the beginning of his ministry. This is from Isaiah 61. So when he came into the synagogue, the synagogue official handed him a scroll. He opened the scroll, and this is what he found, and he read it. And it said everything about why he came. Listen to this. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good tidings to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. It goes on, many more beautiful promises. But that sounds pretty joyful. If you wanted to sum that up, I think God promises to us joy. He promises us happiness. He promises us a year of favor. I don't know about you, but this Eucharistic revival, the reason why we're here this weekend, I think is to declare this time of favor that Jesus is coming close to us as Emmanuel, God with us, 
to bring us joy, to bring us happiness. Because let me tell you, we all remember 20, uh, the beginnings of 2020 with what happened, right? And this is, this has still gotten a lot of people down. I don't want to dwell on it. There's a lot of other reasons. There's a lot of reasons where we could lose hope or confidence in our faith, in our God. And we need to remember that he is faithful. He hasn't changed. God isn't one who has bad moods or has, you know, just gives us the silent treatment. You know, God isn't like that. He is faithful. He's a friend. He's our father. And he will prove it to us. Everything that I do, everything that the friars do in ministry, if it was about showing you what we can do, if what the church does in doing these evenings was to show you what we can do in bringing people together, it wouldn't be that great. But if we brought you here and uh, we gave God permission, do only what you can do, Lord, in my life. Now we're talking. I loved what uh, Aiden said tonight. It says, God's running toward all of us. I think the question is, where are you? Where are you? If he's running towards you, do you know where you are? Where are you? And where are you going to be? So it's like where you are is where you're going to come to your senses. So like where the prodigal son was is where he came to his senses. So you just have to realize, where am I? And the prodigal son, he just said, I am in a bad place. I found out my way, and my way did not pay off. And I'm ready to go back. But as Aiden wonderfully said, he is running after us. So Jesus, he comes to earth. The Son of God takes on our flesh for a couple of reasons, but the primary reason was to glorify his father. And this is what gives glory to God the Father. Why should God make a fuss about you? Why should God worry about you and want to heal you? Because as St. Irenaeus says, the glory of God is man fully alive. Every human person's life being fully alive gives him glory. You're his kids. <laughs> I love thinking about people, especially people who make a big mistake or people in politics. If I want to be charitable to someone I really don't agree with or I have a hard time seeing them as God sees them, I try to remember how they were when they were babies. I don't know if you've ever done this. Give someone the benefit of the doubt. Imagine that they're like your, your cute little nephew. I mean, I got a lot of little nephews and it's really cute how they just make a lot of little mistakes and they're beautiful. I mean, thank God God gives us little kids who are also cute, you know? If they were not cute, we wouldn't tolerate it much. <laughs> we would probably have no time for it. We wouldn't put up with it as well as we do. And so I have to imagine sometimes another person who's really driving me up the wall as just one of those little kids. It's like, what was that guy like when he was a child? I sometimes have to think of like, I mean, you cut some people a little bit of slack. You're like, you know what? We're all God's kids. We're all his children. There's something that my late grandmother always loved to do, and she never judged people, but she always wanted to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know what? 
Who am I to judge? They were all, they're all God's children at the end of the day. You might not agree with what's going on in politics. You might not agree with what's going on in a lot of things in the church. And sometimes we're right to not do it. But I think it's not about being right. It's about love. At the end of the day, it's about love because look how patient he is. <laughs> wow, he's so patient. And so he looks at you the way I was teaching myself to look at other people. He looks at you as his child. He's very merciful. He also is really quick to uh, like call out to you and say, yeah, don't do that. Please don't do that. And guess what babies do? We whine and complain. We feel challenged. A baby can only take so much contradiction. And that doesn't change. As long as you grow older, we can only handle so much contradiction until we're like, you know what? I'm done with this. You know, or I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> there's times when I've, I was with a brother. I was in Assisi. I was on a pilgrimage in Assisi. And one of my brothers who I was with, uh, someone donated the whole trip, brought me and another uh, friar uh, who's, who I was living with at the time to go to Assisi to see St. Francis's tomb and to have a nice little pilgrimage. And he contradicted me on so many times and it wasn't even, it was like times when we weren't communicating. Anyway, at one point I had to like leave. I'm like, I'm gonna go do my own thing. And that's like a lot of us, right? We can only handle so much contradiction in our life and sometimes we wanna separate from God because we don't know who to blame. So we'll just blame him because he's not stepping in and fixing stuff. And then we walk away. And so I walked away in this situation and I went to the tomb of St. Francis. And when I went to the tomb, I don't know what happened, my heart changed. I didn't realize until later that apparently fascists, Italian fascists and Jewish uh, refugees were in the same spot. The fascists were hiding from American troops when the Americans uh, came in and relieved Italy. So the fascists were hiding from them and the Jews were hiding from the fascists. <laughs> and they were all hidden in the crypt of St. Francis uh, Basilica in Assisi. And these enemies had to be with each other in the same place. And I find that so awesome because Francis, is a man of peace. St. Francis was a man of peace and he brought reconciliation. Healing requires that we forgive one another. It requires mercy. The measure that we measure out to others will be measured out to us. And I really encourage you to think, where am I running? Where am I? Am I, like, is where you're at far from other people? Because as John says, John, the beloved disciple, wrote in his epistle, he says, how can you love the God whom you do not see if you cannot love the brother whom you do see? So that's a really important point. It's like forgiveness for healing is necessary. We need to forgive. And the reason we might not forgive is because of bitterness. We might have a broken heart. And the broken heart usually comes from a number of different places. One of the, I'll just list a number of them. Rejection, we've been rejected. Abandonment, fear, powerlessness, just to name a few. Sometimes you can even, if you can name it in the moment when you're upset, Sometimes I have to like st stop and I'm like, wow, wait a minute. Like if I'm lost in traffic, 
or, and I'm late. It's a, it's a double-edged sword that, you know, it's like, not only am I late, but I'm lost. I feel powerless. I get angry. I say things I regret. So I sin. But our broken hearts are the, are the cause of a lot of this. Somewhere along the line, we were broken. And that's why Jesus came to take on that same flesh that you and I have, we share in common. God comes so close that he unites his flesh to ours and ours to his. And he does this when he said, take this all of you and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. And then he gives them the chalice. Take this. This is the chalice of my blood, of the covenant. The covenant of my blood, which will be shed for you and for all, so that sins may be forgiven. Do this in memory of me. That's not a cheap statement. Because he meant it. We say things and we don't follow through. But Jesus did follow through. He experienced, after he did that, after he gave of himself completely in the form of bread and wine, he transformed the bread and wine into his body and his blood, and he gives it to his beloved, his bride, his church. And he dies for his bride the very next day. But the two are the one and the same thing. What he gives us is what he offered on Calvary. It is the same mystery of his death on the cross. And we proclaim this death until he comes again. That's why it is fitting that we adore him, raise him up on praise, because he did it all. This is where it gets a little nitty gritty. All right. He takes on our cry. I just want to like this. So how do we get into this healing? I guess the next step is like, how do I receive healing? And I want to look to Our Lady because the very next day on the cross, she stood by the cross. She stood by the cross and she gazed upon her son and her son in his anguish cried out, Abba. Abba. <coughs> and he also cries out, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God himself enters into our rejection. The cost of our sins brought him there. The weight of our sin brought him all of this. And it's for love that he did it because he knows what it will accomplish. His sacrifice was full of hope. It's not like we should feel so sorry for him as we should feel contrite about our sins, but it's, he, he wants us to be with the Father. He knows the Father. That's why he came to make the Father known. That's why this glorifies the Father because it brings the Father's love to us and we get to enter in to the Father. No one can come to the Father except through him. 
And it is through his cross, his death, and his resurrection that we come to know the Father. So our cry, those moments where we feel powerless, rejected, broken, Jesus cries that same cry on the cross. He unites all that suffering to his suffering. He takes all of our sufferings upon himself and gives it to the Father. And you think that the Father is pleased. He is so pleased, but the Father's brokenhearted. If Jesus is broken on the cross, it's because the Father's heart has also been broken. And he wants reconciliation. He's running to you. Running so that you might be one with him. So Our Lady stands at the foot of the cross. I wonder what her prayer was like. I liked what Father Malachi said. It's like, what do you say when someone gives you an amazing gift? Thank you. I have to believe, I have to believe that she was saying thank you in the midst of the greatest suffering of her life because she's so heroic, she's so powerful and strong in her, in her, in her immaculate conception. She had no sin and she was able to stand at the foot of the cross and look at her son and say, thank you as it was tearing her apart because that was the cost of her immaculate conception. And she's able to look at all of us as her children being reunited. And so all of us can be united to Our Lady at the foot of the cross and be taken to her heart, be comforted. And we can also receive the blood that proceeded from his side. Everything was offered for you. Nothing was held back. He held back nothing of himself for himself, but it was a complete donation, God's complete offering of himself so that you might be whole again, so that you might be fully alive. So it's like thanking God ahead of time. I don't know if you guys have heard of Blessed Solanus Casey, homeboy from Detroit. I mean, he's buried in Detroit. He's actually from Wisconsin, but he's buried uh, with the Capuchin Monastery down in Detroit. So what we need in order to receive healing is very simple. We need to have faith and we need to acknowledge where we're at. We need to be poor. Wherever you are, you're actually... We, we like to put on a bravado. We like to put up a shield. We like to pretend like we're actually not as poor as we think we are because if I admitted my entire poverty, I would probably uh, despair. Thankfully, we don't need to know all of it, but I think God is allowing us to come closer so that we might know it. So Our Lady's heart was wounded so that those secret thoughts that we're running from might be revealed. So we can actually come to know ourselves, our poverty, with Our Lady's help, with her sorrowful heart. We can know where we need healing the most. So ask Our Lady for help. Ask Mary, give me the faith and the knowledge of where my secret thoughts, what do I believe about myself? What do I believe about other people? So I'm gonna say a few, tell just a few quick stories just to increase our faith for healing, okay? And then I'm just gonna invite us into a time of prayer to kind of examine our hearts. Where do we want healing? Maybe it's very easy for you to see where you need healing. 
maybe you're living with an injury right now and it's really painful and it's like, yeah, I'm at an eight out of 10 for pain right now. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. So in Texas, me and Father John Anthony did a mission. At the same time, Father Malachi was doing a mission. Uh, but he was doing a mission in Connecticut. There was uh, a leading, uh, so Father John Anthony led the community there in Texas in uh, act of forgiveness. And this woman forgave her father and she asked, Lord, I just pray that we might be reconciled, me and my father, can we be reconciled again? And so that was what happened on our night. At the very same time, very different time zone, in Connecticut, Father Malachi was leading, uh, uh, he was uh, having, um, sorry, he was, <laughs> he was doing a parish mission, and a, the father texted his daughter later on, and the father was at his parish mission, and that father went to confession after years. This is his own statement to his daughter. Uh, Father Malachi did not tell me. <laughs> Priests do not tell other guys about who went to confession with them. It's absolutely forbidden. But this father told his daughter, I went to confession, and there was this priest, and it was a wonderful experience, and I'm so sorry for all the pain I've caused you. I want to be reunited. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> like, God ordained a reconciliation between family members by two different experiences happening at the same time, I just find that amazing. So praise God for that healing of forgiveness. Someone also had, uh, I, I declared someone was going to get healed with a right hand. They had carpal tunnel. They got healed in a Eucharistic healing procession. They were healed of carpal tunnel. And then they went to the parish office afterwards to say, I got healed of my right hand. They're like, oh, wonderful. Yeah, I wish he said something about my left hand. <laughs> because his left hand was still not healed. So then the parish staff prayed with him. And his left hand then got healed. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I mean, let's give a round of applause for God on that one. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yes, it's like God didn't do the full job because he wants to use his kids. It's like he wants to watch his son uh, do a little DIY around the house, you know? Like, it's like, yeah, my son can do cool things too. It's not a surprise that God would share his gifts with us. Uh, and when I was in Indiana, there was a youth, uh, pro, uh, a youth event that happened, and there was a girl with psori uh, psoriasis all along her back. She had a horrible skin condition that was like, like skin that was scabby. It was uh, just horrible condition along her back. And she reached out in faith during a healing procession with the Eucharist. And the Eucharist, um, she just gazed at him. She was looking at him, held onto the humeral veil, and Jesus passed. And she felt something go through her body, like kind of like an energy. And then she felt her back, and she didn't feel anything. Then she had one of her friends examine her back. There was no trace of psoriasis. She was completely healed of psoriasis. This was only a year and a half ago. And I, and yeah, she called, she wrote me a letter and then the next day also, she just said, uh, oh no, no, no. She wrote me a letter later. The very next day she said to me, brother, I'm healed. And I'm like, oh, do you want to tell the kids about like what you got? She told the kids. And then after she told the kids about what happened to her, more teenagers just stood up and they're like, I was healed too. And like, and then we had testimony after testimony of healing. 
See, testimony builds faith for more healing. That's why I'm sharing this with you. It's not just to like boast about what I've gotten to see. God is on the move. He's chasing after us. Last story, Staten Island. I got to get a, a letter for this one. So this is an uh, email that was sent to one of our priests, Father George Stewart, who is in that parish of the Bronx that I mentioned at the beginning of the talk. He did a mission in Staten Island, and a lady uh, wrote him this email. This is, I think, one of my favorite miracles I've heard of so far. We are expecting our second child, Charlotte Salhani, to be born this May. This pregnancy has been extremely difficult. I have had extremely high blood pressure and was even hospitalized the first week in January. Doctors thought that they were going to have to take the baby early. We have been very scared and trying to monitor blood pressure daily. I write down my readings daily since my hospitalization in January. My readings average around 145 to 165, over 80 to 85. Okay, you get the picture. These put myself and the baby at risk for many issues, including preeclampsia. At the healing mass, I went up to receive communion from you and I was hysterically crying. I could not explain why, but an overwhelming feeling came over me as I approached the altar. When I received Holy Communion, I felt a rush of heat in my belly. I grabbed my husband who was right behind me to help steady myself. We sat back down. As the Mass and the healing portion continued, I kept telling him, I think I am healed, but I'm not sure. I had not brought my mini blood pressure cuff with me. Uh, on Saturday, the Sunday, on Saturday and Sunday, my blood pressure maintained 126 over 76 and 127 over 74. This morning at the doctor's office, my blood pressure was 125 over 70, 78. My doctor was shocked and asked me to come back this Thursday for another blood pressure reading. Deep down, I know Jesus healed me at this Mass on Friday. My husband and I are eternally grateful for this amazing blessing. Thank you for your intercession as I am writing this email. Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte is kicking me and leaping in my womb. <laughs> so as she's writing the email, the baby was leaping in her womb. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Just, again, round of applause for God. Let's give it up for God on that one. And that's just like tip of the iceberg. You are listening to a very special episode of Ignite Radio Live. We're calling it the Sanctu series. Eight incredible weeks of journeying deeper into the heart of Christ Mass based upon the Sanctus weekend featuring the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, an incredible worship led by Seth Schleter. You can listen to all of these programs at IgniteRadioLive.com. Join us by embracing the seven-week challenge. Go to MassImpact.us forward slash seven, the number seven-week challenge and we do ask that you join us in this most important mission of families becoming who they are in the very heart of our homes when you go to massimpact.us click on that partner tab thank you so much and god bless you jesus is healing people so at this point i want to just uh just lead, uh, if you could all stand for a moment so i want you to all just to close your eyes And just uh, think um, and ask Holy Spirit out loud with me. Holy Spirit, come with your light and show me 
those people in my life who I need to forgive and give me the grace to forgive them. And give me the grace to forgive them. Just a side note, forgiveness is a process. To will it, to make an act of the will is sufficient for now, but little over time, as you continually make efforts to forgive and forgive again, various people in your life, it'll become easier to actually love them with an act of love that has your affection, not just an act of the will, but your, your whole self will actually see a change, a disposition change towards that person. So just be patient and let God lead you in that forgiveness. Repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that God has abandoned me that he does not see my suffering, that I am invisible, that I do not matter. Amen. So you've renounced these lies. And if there's other lies attached to these lies, ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, show me what false beliefs I have so that I can just renounce them. The reason we do this is so that you might be also receive some healing, uh, the, the blessing. If we're holding on to bitterness, grief, anger, it's hard to receive love, tenderness, affection, mercy from the Father. So I want you just to, if this applies to you, I'm just gonna declare some statements. Um, I'll declare some healings over the congregation. I was receiving these in prayer over uh, the time uh, before, before the talk. So anyway, if this is yours, reach out in faith uh, in your heart. Uh, so you can remain standing for the time being. So I'm just getting anxiety. Generally, just anxiety is pandemic in the culture. We just, uh, Lord, that you may heal all anxiety. We welcome that healing right now. I was getting something for chronic headaches or some uh, head pressure, you know, some like very bad pressure, just uh, uh, making it very difficult to live or concentrate. Uh, so chronic headaches or migraines. So we just welcome that healing right now, Lord, from your, from your Eucharistic presence, from your throne in heaven. You have come close to us. You're pursuing these wonderful people. These wonderful people who are suffering right now, Lord, you have a heart for every one of them. This isn't about just removing conditions. This is about relationship. Obsessive thoughts. I just see, I had an image of someone with a defense shield afraid of being hurt. It's like you're, you're afraid of your identity uh, in a sense like God has a word for your heart but it's like you hold up something over your heart like uh, and it's hiding behind what you think you should be like. So certain expectations of what you need to be like in order to be loved and you're afraid of being hurt. Uh, and that could be something like either you have to be this beautiful or this good or this, uh, this qualified before you're gonna be good in someone else's eyes. So God wants to touch your heart and speak a word to you tonight concerning that uh, belief. Paralyzed by fear can't move. I feel stuck in life. If this is for you, 
ask Lord for the healing that you need uh, 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 in that area of fear. And I saw something of growth on the lungs, lymphoma. Some kind of like a lump or, or uh, growth of some sort. Uh, so we just ask Lord, any condition of the lungs, whether it be lymphoma or some other condition, we welcome your healing tonight. Is anybody suffering with chronic pain? Would you, this one is just a very generic, so it's not too specific. Would you raise your hand? I just wanna, if you raise your hand, you're taking an active step. Chronic pain, anyone with chronic pain? Okay. So we just pray also for a healing for anyone with chronic pain tonight. So thank you for that risk. God honors risks. Faith is manifest through risk. So just to, um, as God continues to move tonight through what we're doing next, through our prayer, reach out in faith and take risk in belief. Reveal your poverty to him. Holy Spirit, show me where you want to enrich my poverty tonight. Amen. We just want to stay in this posture of prayer before our Lord. Um, it's amazing that God comes running to us, and it's also amazing that he invites us to come to him. There's a beautiful story in the Gospels where it says, and, and I like this translation, we've also often heard about them bringing children, but it says, now they were bringing even infants to him, to Jesus, that he might touch them. When the disciples saw it, they rebuked him, and Jesus called to them, saying, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belong the kingdom of God. It says they came to him, and he laid his hands upon them. seeing the kids that are here tonight, there's, there's a way in which the Lord is just, he's not afraid of you and he's not afraid of you being near him and he desires that. So in a moment, Father Stephen's gonna come forward and he'll have the humeral veil over his shoulder, that, that cloak with which he takes the monstrance. And he's gonna come and he's going to bring our Lord down. The incarnation is about the movement of God Almighty down into our concrete reality. The Eucharist is about that same God coming down into this world in such a humble, hidden, beautiful way, intimate way. And so he's gonna bring our Lord in the monstrance down here into our midst, and he'll be here with Jesus in the Eucharist. And Jesus said, don't keep those kids away from me. <laughs> Tell them to come to me. And his brother was speaking about in his talk, each and every one of us are in fact children before God. He doesn't look at any of us like, oh, look at this adult, look at this grandpa, look at this mom. No, he looks at all of us and he says, look at my beloved child. And he says to each beloved child, come to me. And so I want to invite you to do that, to literally to come and take a moment, take time to pray before Jesus in this close and intimate way. Come, bring the infants. Jesus doesn't mind if they're crying or if they're already asleep. Come yourself as the child of God whom you are. And if healing is what you need, 
And the reality is, is whether I need physical healing or not, everybody needs healing. Everybody needs to be touched by the love of God. Everybody needs their heart to experience his grace. Come to him and bring that this night in faith. And you can even reach out. The humeral veil will be over the front there of the kneeler. And you can even reach out and touch that humeral veil as we read about that beautiful story of the hemorrhaging woman who touches the, that edge of the cloak of Jesus and is healed with that simple act of faith. And we're going to continue as we do that to praise God. Brother was talking about this enthronement of Jesus on our praise. And I want to invite you to do that. So you can come closer in that praise in this time of worship. I would in, in fact invite you to do that. Not only to come for that more intimate one-on-one, -on -one, but also just to draw near, to be close to Jesus. Like, I, I just want to be near you, Jesus. And the reality is he just wants to be near you, which is why he is here before us this night, which is why he comes in this humble hiddenness of the Eucharistic presence. Jesus is here in our midst, brothers and sisters. He wants you to experience his healing, his power this night. So come to him because he's running to you.
again a sense reaffirming one of the words that brother Damien shared earlier just about healings for uh, like chronic just migraines headaches pain pressure sinus pressure just a real sense that God wants to heal that tonight now so just if that's if that is you if that's something that you've struggled with whether it's chronic migraines or just chronic issues of sinus pressure, just believe the Lord is desiring to heal that right now. Right now. And then we just invite you just to 
to either come forward, even come forward again, or, or to stand up where you're at and just reach out to the Lord to ask for that grace for healing. We just pray for that right now, Jesus, in your holy name. Lord, anyone who's suffering from migraines, in Jesus' name, we just speak healing over that. Anyone who suffers from sinus pressure, Lord Jesus, or chronic issues with their sinuses, in Jesus' name, just speak healing right now. Ephratha, open anything, Lord Jesus. Lord, that is constricted, be open in the name of Jesus. Anything, Lord God, that is out of order and, and just the nervous system of the brain, in Jesus' name, be healed, be restored right now through the Eucharistic heart of Jesus, through the power of his love here in the Eucharist. May healing pour in right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for your healing power. Back then, you do it now. Yes, Lord. you are the singer. You are the singer. Cause you heard your children. You hear your children now. You are the singer. You are the singer. You answer prayers back then. And you will answer now. You are the singer. You are just singing in faith. <clears throat> Cause you are providing. You are providing now. You are the same God. Thank you. You are the same God. You moved in power then. God moved in power now. You Jesus here, asking for his love to be poured into all those places in your heart. Everywhere in your heart, we just need and desire that fullness, just like Mary, who, who just said, let it be done according to your will. Let us just sing that out. Come and fill me up again. Just sing that out loud to Jesus Okay. 
glimpse of an image that I've been getting tonight uh, of a wound that's covered with a bandage. And there's this longing in the heart of Jesus to heal that wound, but there's this shame that the wound is covered with this is real, like a shame that's over it, a place in, in the heart of someone here that's just, I can't go there, I don't want to go there, and I don't want anyone else because of shame. And the Lord's just inviting you just to let him just gently, tenderly to just take that bandage that you put on in your best attempt to try and cover over or to fix it yourself, to allow that place in your life and your heart to be open right now. And just see the hands of Jesus that have a wound themselves coming, saying, I know, I know what it's like to be wounded. I know what it's like to feel pain. You can trust me. You can trust me. You can trust me with your heart. You can trust me with this pain. No shame here. No shame here. Just allow him to pull back that bandage and cast it aside. Because when the wounded hands of Jesus touch us, they heal us. They make us new. They pour life where there is death. They radiate with the beautiful light into any darkness. And all that was broken, all that lied dead, seemingly abandoned and forgotten, is raised up to the newness of life that's our inheritance in him. Cast aside and let the Lord tenderly remove that bandage of shame so that he may heal this night, that area in your heart, heal that wound. Jesus, 
Holy Spirit, for I 
Jesus shares his life with us. To be loved by Jesus is to have the very life of God poured into you. This life that is the Spirit. This power that's not like the power of this world. and yet is capable of conquering all things in this world, including sickness and death. This love, this life has been shared with us. Jesus, we thank you. And I just know that he's not done yet. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is not done yet, not done even here this night. Brother shared some beautiful stories of healings and there's just so many more that I could share as well. Babies healed in the womb, people healed of anxiety, depression, people healed of unbelief, people healed from cancer, people with broken bones that have been healed immediately because of who he is. It might be that my body is not the thing that needs the healing. It's my heart or my mind, my emotions, my spirit. But I just want to invite you, I want to challenge you to tonight. Um, if there's something that you really desire healing from, and there's a sense of longing in your heart for that, just would like to invite you to, to take a, a risk to, to really step out and just to stand up if that's something that you're just like, there's something that I just long for healing tonight, Jesus. I want to experience the touch of your love. If that's your situation, where your heart's at right now, if there's something you need healing from, it might be physical, it could also be healing in your heart, wounds that you carry, you desire healing. I just would invite you to please stand to stand up in the presence of Jesus who's come here before us tonight as a sign, a sign of that longing, a sign of that desire to stand before Jesus at this moment. Come Holy Spirit, Lord, you know the hearts of each of you, the children of the Father here tonight and those that in particular way, Lord, you long to heal them stir their hearts with freedom and courage encourage them as well lord strengthen and deepen faith faith to believe that you are the god who is capable of doing all things a god of the impossible 
as I said, Jesus has shared his life with us. Like the Holy Spirit is in you. The power of God is in you. So I just want now for those who may be around someone who's stood up to extend your hands, to, to pray for them, to intercede before Jesus. We hear in the gospels that there were four friends who carried their their crippled friend to Jesus. And it doesn't say that he saw the cripple's faith and he healed him. It says he looked at his friends and saw their faith and told him, rise and take up your mat, walk. You have the opportunity to do that this night. And whether you know the person who's nearby standing or not, it's your brother, it's your sister in the Lord as part of the family of God, which we belong to. So just invite you just to pray for them right now. Pray for healing for them right now in Jesus' name. We pray for that grace, we pray for that grace. Thank you, Lord God. Just let that healing grace just pour forth right now from your sacred and Eucharistic heart. Jesus, when that heart was pierced upon Calvary, blood and water flowed forth. Lord Jesus, healing and life transformation Lord, you said all of those who come to this water of life, Lord, would experience the power of your love, would experience this regeneration, this newness, this transformation, this healing, Lord. And so we pray that from your heart, Jesus, pierced upon Calvary that's before us in this mystery of the Eucharist, may the life the love that you poured out from your heart on Calvary flow over our brothers and sisters at this moment. Whatever is sick, whatever is broken, whatever is in need, Lord Jesus, of what you alone can do right now in your name, Jesus. Healing, Lord Jesus, right now in your name, Jesus, new life. Right now, Lord Jesus, in your holy name, transformation, forgiveness, mercy. Right now, Jesus, physical healing, in Jesus' name, wholeness, wholeness of the flesh, wholeness of the body, wholeness of the mind. In your name, Jesus, restoration of hearts that have been broken and carried wounds and shame. In your name, Jesus, a healing of every part of the body, Lord God, whether it be a problem, Lord Jesus, in their bones, a problem, Lord Jesus, in their very flesh, and their muscles, and their nerves, problems, Lord, with digestive systems, or lungs, Lord Jesus, problems of the heart, illnesses of any sort of the brain, Lord Jesus, illnesses in any way connected with hormones, in Jesus' name, illnesses, infertility, Lord Jesus, anything, Lord God, that you, you alone are capable, and we just cry out, Jesus, heal us. Pour out your life, Jesus. Pour out your love, Jesus. Let your power, your love, your spirit, we, we've been crying out, Holy Spirit, fall down on us like rain. We want to pray for that, Lord. We want to ask that Holy Spirit to come and fill, 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 fill to overflowing. Come and fill, Lord, with that divine life. Each and every one of my brothers and sisters tonight, especially those who are standing, crying out in need for healing. Open up your heart again. Let us be bathed, Lord God, and that blood and water would flowed from your side. Let us be healed and transformed by that love poured out for us upon the cross. Pouring out, not in that moment alone, but throughout all of history, pouring out into this present moment with the newness of life, with the power, the grace of redemption, Jesus. We thank you, we praise you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Blessed Solana, as Casey would say, thank God ahead of time. So I just want to lead us right now and just, just saying, thank you, Jesus. 
for the healing and the answering of prayers right now. So just say that out loud with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just seeing a little image of, as I'm praying, just a heart opening up like a, kind of like how, how a flower does to sunshine. And little by little, I just feel like some of us are just opening up just to, and continually be encouraged to receive what you are able at that time. It's just a natural unfolding. Let yourself be led by the Spirit. Uh, I think days to come, hours to come, you'll just find uh, like a, more of whatever's being bestowed on you here will be released uh, in moments later, maybe when you're all alone. God will give you something uh, that has been, well, he, it'll unfold what has been given to you here. And so just to, if you're not feeling anything, it's not a feeling that we're receiving so much, but we are receiving grace, which you cannot necessarily measure uh, by sense. Grace is a very hard thing to measure, but God is giving it. And so we have confidence because of him. Our confidence is in the name of Jesus just to speak his name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He's won the right, the access to the throne of grace that is being uh, distributed. The currency of heaven is being distributed in healing and love right now. So we just thank you, Jesus, for all that we're doing, uh, all that we're receiving and being with you right now. sacrament have left us a memorial of your passion grant us we pray so to revere the sacred mysteries of your body and blood that we may always experience in ourselves the fruits of your redemption who live and reign with God the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit God forever and ever
the divine praises together. Blessed be God. Blessed be his holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be God in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete. Blessed be the great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be your holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. May the heart of Jesus in the most blessed sacrament be praised, adored, and loved with grateful affection at every moment in all the tabernacles of the world, even until the end of time. Amen. God, I'm still counting my blessings. You have been listening to a very special episode of Ignite Radio Live that we're calling Sanctu Series, Eight Incredible Weeks Through Advent and Into the Heart of Christ Mass, featuring the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal with worship led by Seth Schleter. If you feel like you missed something or you want to make sure you hear it all on demand, you can go to IgniteRadioLive.com and certainly find our program Ignite Radio Live on any podcast. Embrace the seven-week challenge. Most of us haven't experienced this in our homes. We haven't experienced that culture, but guess what, parents? God appointed and anointed us to make our homes that kind of place. Embrace it. Just go again to massimpact.us forward slash seven-week challenge. Again, the number seven-week challenge. It'll take you 15 seconds to fill out that form uh, and journey with us. And we do ask that you please consider in this season coming alongside of us. Our mission is to see families united in building the kingdom, God's means of making his very presence known. We can't do it alone. We need each other. We are all in in this mission. We're trusting in God's grace. Please partner with us. When you go to massimpact.us, click on that partner tab. Thanks so much. Until next week, God bless you. I can't count that high.